Hi everyone again. Uh, it's wonderful to be with you. We are looking at the book of Philippians and so far we have come to, to verse 8. And the last time we checked on, on how Paul was excited about his chains and he was proud. You know, it is as if he was showing off his chains. It's as if his chains uh, were like a, a sort of reward or a sort of beautiful ornaments. And we looked at it and said, uh, you know, as much as we, are, we, we may be in chains, as much as we may be in difficult circumstances, it is always important to look at God's grace in those circumstances. And it tells the church in Philippians that you are all partakers with me. You are all partakers of grace, of this grace that God has given me. And so let's continue to verse 9. And the Bible says, uh, Philippians 1.9, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, when you look at the, how, the, you know, how Paul began this letter, he begins it by introducing himself and introducing Timothy, by wishing all the saints grace and peace, and you know, by recognizing the authorities, the governance of the church in Philippi. And then he continues to tell them how thankful he is for their services, how thankful he is for, because they stood with him, how thankful and great he is. He tells them how much he longs for them, how much he wants to be with them, to meet them. And he also tells them about his chains and he's grateful that they have stood with him through his chains. Now he begins to get into the details, okay? He begins now to get into some serious stuff. And he says in verse 9, And I pray that your love may abound still more and more. Which means... The church in Philippi already had love for Paul, already had love for the gospel. They, they, you know, they, were, they were showing uh, the, the love of Jesus Christ maybe to the community. And so he says that your love, this love that you have may abound. Abounding means it may continue. That this love may continue. That this love may increase, okay? Uh, still more and more. But not just on its own. He says it may increase more and more in knowledge and discernment. Knowledge and discernment. Those are two words that you know, keep appearing in different scriptures. In the book of Proverbs, uh, there's a lot of knowledge and discernment. Knowledge and discernment and discretion. Okay? So he says, I pray that your love may abound still more and more. But this love, even as it increases, even as it grows, it needs to be anchored on two things. Knowledge and all discernment. Okay? Now, when we talk about love and when we talk about the expression of love, many times we lack these two components, knowledge and discernment. And I want to encourage you today that if you're, if you're loving people, you love children, you love hus your husband, you love your wife, you love your dating, whatever circumstance of love you're in, let it stand on these two feet of knowledge and discernment. Knowledge and discernment. In other words, when you love someone, know them, know about them, have knowledge about them, but also have the ability to design things, to understand. Designment is a deeper level of understanding things, okay? So knowledge and 
discernment. Why is Paul telling the church in Philippians uh, to have knowledge and discernment in their love? Okay, because it, according to him, he could see that there will come a time when people will come into the church who do not deserve or they try to bring discord in the church. And so even as you love people, you've got to exercise knowledge and discernment. The reason I'm saying this is because there are many believers who have been taken advantage by people who call themselves believers or who have been taken advantage by people who call them men and women of God. They call themselves men and women of God. And they came in and they took advantage in terms of finances. They uh, manipulated them. They controlled them. Okay, So even as you love, even as you express the love of Jesus Christ towards people, do that with knowledge and discernment. So may the spirit of knowledge be upon you and begin to discern the things that are hidden. Have a discernment or discerning of spirits. Be able to discern that this is the right spirit and this is the wrong spirit. Okay? And so Paul says, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Why is he saying this? Verse 10 answers that question. That you may approve the things that are excellent. Keyword, okay? That you may approve the things that are excellent. The only way to know what is excellent, and in this case, when I talk about excellent, I'm, I'm talking about things that are upright, things that are straight, things that are, are good, things that are with Christ, things that bring glory to God. The only way to approve this in your love is through knowledge and discernment. Once you have knowledge and discernment, then you're able to approve, you're able to know. And by approving, uh, the scripture is talking about the, the knowledge, knowing or accepting or saying, I, I receive these things that are excellent. Why? Okay. So Paul says knowledge and discernment that you may be able to approve things that are excellent. Why things that are excellent? So he keeps on going deeper in this and he says that you may be sincere. In other words, once you have approved, once you have knowledge and discernment, and you have approved things that are excellent, then you may be sincere without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. You may be sincere and without offense. You may be sincere and without offense. So I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment that you may approve things that are excellent that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Are there things in your life that are not excellent? Are you able to approve this thing? Are you able to know these things? Do you have knowledge and discernment to know? And I know that there are people right now who are watching me, and you have friends who are not excellent, and you have a career that drives you into things that are not excellent. And you have a TV that drives you into things that are not excellent. May you grow in knowledge and discernment to be able to see these things and say, you know what, I want this thing out of my life. That you may be sincere with yourself and say, I have to break up this friendship. To be sincere with yourself 
and say, I have to quit this, uh, uh, this uh, organization. To be sincere with yourself and say, I have to walk away from this deal because it is corrupt. To be sincere with yourself so that you walk without offense. You don't offend people and you don't get offended by people. Okay, Because offense can become two ways till the day of Christ. You become sincere with yourself. You approve things that are excellent till the day of Christ. And then he says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. So why are you walking in knowledge and discernment? Why is Paul telling these guys so that you can walk in knowledge and discernment that you may approve things that are number one, excellent. Number two, that you may be sincere. Number three, that you may walk without offense till the day of Jesus. And number four, that you may be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Okay, fruits of righteousness. This is being kind, being uh, having joy, walking in the path of Jesus, acknowledging God in everything that you do. Fruits of righteousness. And the Bible says, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. All these things, uh, uh, approving things that are excellent, being sincere, walking without offense, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, are by Jesus Christ. In other words, you cannot become this if you don't have Jesus. You cannot have knowledge and discernment if you don't have Jesus. You cannot understand these things if you don't have Jesus. You cannot know what is excellent if you don't have Jesus. You cannot be sincere with yourself if you don't have Jesus. You cannot walk without offense or without offending others if you don't have Jesus. So you've got to have all these things and you cannot be filled with the fruits of righteousness if you do not have Jesus. And so today I ask you a question. Do you know Jesus? Are you in a relationship with Jesus? Is he the Lord of your life? Because if he's not, I it's my prayer that you'll make him Lord of your life. In Jesus' name I pray for you. Amen and amen.